Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint Podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College Ministry at the Point College. Let's jump into the message. You guys doing good? You guys doing all right? Okay, okay. Um, I'm so happy to have you guys back this week. Um, I realized, guys, I realized that I, I let you down last week, and I never announced our kickoff winner from two weeks ago. So I told you that I was going to announce who our uh, top contestants were for points from our kickoff night, okay? So tonight, I'm going to announce third, second, and first place so far. Okay. The ultimate winner comes in December, and then another one will come in May. So it's how whatever small group has the most points, and you guys can get points by memorizing scripture. So I'm going to give uh, 30 points to Ruby's small group, sixth grade girls, for doing that. Um, you can get points not only from your leaders, but also from other leaders. Like if you go up and you, you introduce yourself and you're being super kind and considerate of other people, they could award you points. Or if you bring a friend, you could get points. Um, So our third place winner so far, can I get a drum roll, please? At 260 points is ninth and 10th grade boys. Fisher was excited. All right. And in second place, another drum roll. With 275 points is ninth grade girls. Got a little rivalry going on. And in first place at 291, eighth grade boys. Good job. Good job. I like that. I like that. Okay. So, guys, raise your hand if you heard the term block party in your small group. If you did not, look at your small group leader and say, what are you doing? So, no, I'm just kidding. But we are going to have a a block party in one week from today. Everybody say one week. Everybody say block party. And this block party is for everybody, okay? So this is for youth, but this is also for your parents, your friends, your siblings, anybody, all ages. We're going to be out in the lot, in the grass, in the street. We're going to block it off. And we have inflatables. We have, like, this giant obstacle course. Anybody done ever, have you ever done one of those? Like the, yeah, like the inflatable obstacle courses. Um, there's going to be, like, a bounce house, a ton of booths, four food trucks. And everybody who shows up gets this. They get a... A food truck ticket, a free food truck ticket. Everybody gets one. So, yeah, it's unbelievable, right? So bring your whole fam. A family of five gets five tickets. You can fight your little brother for his. That's totally fine. Okay, tonight we are going to continue with our letters. Listen up, listen up. We're going to continue with our Letters to God series. And we're going to get super serious right away because... um, we have a video from our very own Kaylee Polk, and Kaylee wrote a letter to God, and she's very vulnerable in it, and she's very honest in it, and she just asks some personal questions and things that she's struggling with to God. So we are just going to watch this video that Levinsky put together for us. Let's watch. Dear God, 
Since I finally made the decision and declared you, I give you my life. I've grown so much in so many different areas. I've become more emotionally stable, spiritually present, and overall more at peace with my life. But I still have those days where all I can think is why. I try to constantly trust in you, in your plan, in your timing, but those days, those days where everything feels like it's falling down, crumbling around me, I start to question, why some of my friends that have been so devoted to you that I looked up to are now the ones that stand against me, that stand against you? How could people who spoke your name the loudest and showed up the most be so against you suddenly? There are times when I almost feel stuck in the middle, stuck in the middle trying to figure out if I should continue to try to pour into those who have strayed off and are lost or if I should simply keep my distance to guard my heart. Jesus, what would you do? My first thought is that you would chase after those people, and I think you are. I know you leave the 99 to chase after the one lost, but me? I'm only human, and I want to do as you do and never stop running and never stop chasing after those lost friends, but I also need to guard my heart. It feels risky to allow myself to be surrounded by them too much. It just feels so complicated. I've always been a deep thinker, but when it comes to you, things are just simple. But then when it comes to living my life for you and like you in a world that oftentimes preaches completely against it, well, that's when things become really complicated. So God, what do I do? Do I just sit back, be quiet, and pray? Or do I chase after my friends in the same way that I know you are? I want to be more and more like you and do as you do. But I also know that I am human and I need boundaries with the world to maintain and ensure my relationship with you. Jesus may help direct me and help guide me with what I do. And there are so many times when I feel just overwhelmed by frustration. The days where I lose sight of the fact that you are in complete control and all that I can think is what am I doing wrong? I have prayed the same prayer every single day for years. And on top of that, there have been tons of different people that have prayed this prayer alongside me. But the salvation for my but salvation has not yet fell upon my family. So what more do I need to do? I'm faithful. I serve well. I am in consistent communication with you and I devote so much time to you. Why has this just one prayer, just this one thing, the thing that is so important to me, not been fulfilled? I try to put my trust into you because I know that you are greater, but I am so confused why their salvation has not yet come. I wanna trust your timeline, Lord, and I know that you have things set perfectly in place for the perfect time, but sitting here and waiting, is so difficult. So how can I make purpose in this waiting season? And then there are also the times where I lose complete sight of how far I've come. 
The days where I'm sitting in my room and all I can see is that lost middle school girl that was so broken, confused, and hurt. Sometimes I fall into that trap. That trap of the lies that the enemy feeds me that tell me I haven't made any progress and I'm still in that same pit. That because my circumstance don't always show my growth in my life, then nothing has progressed. And I try not to let those thoughts overcome me, but there are seasons where I feel so discouraged. Seasons where I feel like I am right back where I started. If I make a mistake, I feel back to square one, so how do I react differently? How can I better move past my mistakes and my emotions while still acknowledging them? I try to keep my eyes on today and how far I've come, but those days that take me back to where I started are so dark. And why do people's words affect me so much? One discouraging comment makes me shut down. How can I better deal with the discouragement spoken over me? I try to stay strong and stand firm on the foundation I've built on you. But when the cast down words are spoken, I shake. Sometimes I even start to crumple. How can I stand more firm with you, Lord? So that when those things are spoken over me, I don't shake, I don't stumble, and I don't fall. Thank you, God, for how much you've brought me where I, from where I was four years ago. But help me to continue living in the today. I have built a strong relationship with you in which I am confident in, but I still struggle. I still question, and I still have those days. Those days where I sit in confusion and, and frustration. Your daughter. give it up for Kaylee tonight. So uh, that took some vulnerability for Kaylee to just be honest, right, and to just be open. Um, and I just want to say that it's, it was very hard for Kaylee to write that because she's just the type of person and she has a type of faith where she just wants to throw God's truth on it. And she wants to just have all the encouragement on top of it. Um, and so there was even a point where she's like, how do I end it? Because she knows that just who she is in her faith, she wants to end it with God's declaration over her life. But I just told her that's what we're going to do tonight. So I want you to just write your letter, and she wrote her letter. And if you don't know Kaylee, you guys need to get to know Kaylee because she is a powerhouse. I, like, almost started crying yesterday in my office because I thought about her graduating. She is just a, an incredible leader, and I'm going to cry right now. No, um, I might. <laughs> but uh, I, it just took a lot of vulnerability. And so, Kaylee, where, where are you, Kaylee? Thank you for that. There she is. <laughs> Let's give it up for Kaylee again. Okay. So Kaylee wrote her letter. And now we're going to fix the mailbox. And like I said, I checked, and I will not be opening this tonight because I think I had about 20 middle schoolers come up and tell me that there was a bug in it last time, and that's all I'm pretty sure they remember from the message. So not going to open it. I'm going to keep it closed, but we are going to fix the mailbox tonight. And what I mean by that is Kaylee wrote her letter, and now we're going to send it off to God and receive what he says about it, okay? So let's pray. God, thank you so much for these students. I especially thank you for Kaylee for her leadership, for her faith, for how she's grown, Lord. And God, I just pray that in this service, God, that we would just um, surrender hearts, thoughts, um, everything to you tonight, and that you would just really stir some students to make a change in this room. And we pray that we are fully locked in and devoted to you during this time. 
and even as we walk through these doors. Uh, we love you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. So Kaylee touched on a lot in her letter, like a lot. And I told her, I said, I could do like a four-part or even more, four-part sermon series just on your letter alone because there was so much in there. But I feel like a really heavy part of it and an underlying theme throughout it was something that I would also ask God if I were to write a letter to him and ask a question to him. And so this is what we're going to dive into tonight. Uh, so really it's, it's two things. The first thing is... Why do people who say they're Christians not act like it and hurt other Christians? And then how do I respond to those people? What do I do when someone hurts me? What are healthy boundaries that I am going to, uh, that I need to put up for myself? That is what we are going to dive into tonight. But what I want to start with is kind of what Kaylee ended with. Um, One of the questions that she asked was, why do people's words affect me so much? And I want to start there because I think... um, I think a lot of our hurt comes from people's words, right? And I think it's, it's very easy for us to get frustrated with ourselves when someone says something bad about us or they say something hurtful or they talk behind our back. I think we get really frustrated very easily and we say, why, you know, why does that bother me so much? Like, why does that affect me so much? And I just want to tell you guys tonight, it's because God created it to be that way. God created our words to hold power, and in Proverbs 18.21, it'll pop up here, and I would, I would write this down, and tonight, before you go to bed, read it again. It says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So God created words that hold power, but his intent was that the words that we speak would bring life, not death. That's the power that he intended them to have. And in Ephesians 4.29, also up here, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So some of you may be asking, okay, does that mean that I can never say anything negative ever, or I can never complain ever? No, absolutely not. That is not what I'm saying. You can be real, and you can be honest, but if the negative things that you are pointing out and talking about, if they aren't helpful, if you're not trying to better yourself or find a solution, if you're not building someone up or yourself up, yeah, you're not supposed to say them. But if you have an issue with somebody and you come home and you tell mom and dad about it, you tell another friend about it, it's okay if you tell them what happened, if you're real and honest, but then ask the question, what can I do about it? What can be done? What can I do to, to better this relationship? Okay, so you need to think, is it wholesome? Are the words coming out of my mouth, are they, are they helpful for building other people up? And so my goal for myself and for every single youth leader in this room, all of our small group leaders, is I hope and pray to God that there is never a negative thing spoken over your life. And I want to stand up here tonight and I want to formally apologize to you if there has ever been an instance where you have heard someone in this room or outside this room speak something negative over your life. I want to say sorry for that. And my prayer is that we will always call you up in this place. We will never call you out. And when you hear those words, when you, when you guys feel the hurt and the pain, you don't have to pretend like it doesn't hurt because it just does. And I know uh, Juliana Bartholo, she's now a small group leader. What, what? And she wrote a sermon a couple years ago, and she, she talked about the, the term or the, the phrase that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me, right? But that's just not true. At all. And that's what she said in her sermon. That is not true. Words actually hurt uh, even worse. Like sometimes I would rather get smacked upside the head with a, a branch than I would have someone say something hurtful about me. 
But words are where a lot of Christians go wrong. And that's why I want to start with this. Because I think a lot of the times we're hurt by people who love us or who say they love Jesus, and it's, it's their words. But I take great comfort in knowing that God has been calling out religious people, people who say they're, they're following him. He has been calling them out all throughout scripture. Uh, you, could, you can look from the, from the very beginning all throughout. He is always um, calling out people. And so it's not new for someone who says that they believe in God to not act like it, okay? And the Bible also talks a lot about religious people always having idols. So back in the Old Testament, like in the beginning of your Bible, they had like statues and animals that they, you know, that, that's what their idols were. They were like physical items. And then in the New Testament, it's more of, uh, you know, the people that get called out a lot, their idol was like laws and rules and, and following all the things. But I would propose that in today's world and in today's society, we have become our own idols. We have taken on the role of our own savior, of being the hero of our own story, of thinking that we know it all, that we have our own truth, that we can follow our feelings. And when we have ourselves as an idol, it's easy to put ourselves or other people on this high pedestal because we see ourselves as almost a God. And so this is very simplistic, and, and I know that it, sound, it sounds very, very simple, but I think a lot of people get this confused and get this me- messed up. We need to wrap our minds around the fact that Christians are Christ followers. They are not Christ himself, okay? They will never be Christ himself. And if you tie your faith and your identity to a person here on earth or even a church here on earth or yourself, and that becomes your idol, you are always going to be let down. Because we will never be Christ himself. There will always be people who disappoint you. There will always be people who hurt you. And when we were at camp, this summer, there was a, uh, our speaker was Reggie Dabbs. How many of you know Reggie Dabbs? Have you heard of it? Yeah, he's really awesome. He's really great. And Reggie was the camp speaker, and he, he called us to do something one night. He said, I want all the leaders to, if they have something to let go of, stand up. And there's this, there was this line on the floor, and he said, if you're a leader in this room and you have something that you need to step over, what I want you to do is think about that thing and step over that line and leave it in your past. And for me, what I stepped over was bitterness and resentment. And I had, I had bitterness for people who have walked in the faith just like Kaylee and who have said they're followers of Christ, but then they either walk away or they don't act like it. And in that moment at camp, I really felt like it was like I was just having this intimate moment with God and he was calling me to himself again. And he was saying, hey, you can look down and you can find every flaw or every reason to be upset with my people. You can do that. You'll find what you're looking for, right? But you need to go back to our relationship. You need to go back to you and me because that's what this is about. So remember what I did for you. Remember our walk. You need to just look at me. And that's given me confidence as people who say they are Christians have continued to just maybe say things, do things that don't honor Christ. Um, because they are not him. Like, I, I mean, we just have to realize they are not him. Um, so I can't fix it. I can't change it. I can't control. I can't force anything that they do because I am not God. So the first thing is that you need to realize that other people are not Christ himself, but then you also need to realize that you are not Christ either. When you realize that you're not your own God, then the weight is a lot lighter. 
And I think so many people get burned out on ministry and faith because they have these expectations of how people are going to respond or how people should live, live their lives or uh, what people should change about themselves. But they're viewing it through the lens of them controlling the outcome and being on the throne. And so what I want to tell you guys tonight, control what you can control. We're just here to put in the work, and God takes the result. He takes the outcome, okay? We are, we are the hands and feet of Jesus. We're not Jesus himself. So we're stinky and sweaty, and we're here to do his work, right? So another question that Kaylee had was, what do I do with that? How do I respond to those people? I'm going to, the worship team can come up. It's a, it's a short message. Um, how do I respond to those people? What do I do when someone hurts me, when someone says something bad about me? And those words really dig deep. And so I'm going to have you guys, I'm going to paint a little illustration for you. So I need you to be a little visual tonight. Uh, raise your hand if you have a garden at your house. Does anybody have a garden? Is anybody like a master gardener? Jess should raise her hand. Kenzie. Okay. Okay, I see you, Drew. Wow, Oliver. You guys should like join. A little, little farm could happen. Um, so for a second... I want you all to um, imagine that you have your own farm, okay? You have your own garden. And and you worked really hard in that garden. Like you're out last week when it was super hot, just sweating your little tails off, trying to make sure that everything gets watered, that the weeds were out. You were out there right away making sure the soil was all tilled and good. And so you put so much work into that garden. And then all of a sudden, you go out there one morning. And you see this little deer eating away at your plants. And I mean, they're destroying them. Like your beans gone, pasta's a wreck, okay? And this deer, day after day, when you go outside, it's there just destroying your garden, okay? What would you guys do if you had a garden and day after day, this deer, this animal, this creature would come out and it was destroying your garden and eating your plants? What would you guys do? Shout it out. Build a fence. Absolutely. You would want to protect your garden, right? And it would be so silly. It would be so silly if your neighbor came up to you and they said, oh, come on. It's just a little innocent deer. It's just hungry. It just loves your garden so much. I mean, that's not very loving of you. That would seem very, very silly, right? It does not matter if that deer is Bambi. I am building a fence. Is Bambi up there? Oh, yeah. Isn't that cute? Isn't that a cute little deer? Listen, some of you have some little Bambies in your life, and they are destroying the fruit in your life. And you have worked hard to produce that goodness in your life. And unless those people are willing to stop tearing you down and taking things from you, you need to build your fence. And I get the tension because Kaylee, Kaylee said this. She said, but Christ, you know, he left the 99. He went after the one. But that one that Christ went after that one was willing to get on the shoulders of Christ and to go home with them, rejoicing. Could you imagine if you went after that one and you had a little Bambi up on your shoulders, a little sheep that was that did not want to come home and it's, and it's kicking you in the face, its little hooves are, could you imagine that? You would not want to carry that thing home, right? You can't control other people's actions. You can't control other people's words. And so sometimes you have to set a boundary and say, okay, I, I went after the one, but God, I'm going to step away and I'm, and I'm going to trust you with this. I can't control it. I'm not going to be so discouraged by it. 
I'm going to trust that you have the result. I'm going to believe that there was a, a seed that was planted. And so I'm not telling you guys, I'm not telling you to go be mean and to not talk to people and to isolate yourself and to be rude and to not act like Christ. I'm not saying that at all. You can still go to, to the kid in math class that smells a little bit, okay? But you then cannot, you can try not to take it so personally when, when he gives you the stink eye, when you try to share Christ with him. No pun intended. That did not fall well. Um, no. Um, he was smelly, I said. Anyways, I just pretend it didn't happen. We're going to rewind 30 seconds back. Um, I'm not telling you guys to be mean, but I'm saying it's time for some of you to set some healthy boundaries. I know Kaylee and so many in this room have such a heart to go after those that are lost. Continue to do that. Continue to use words that speak life. But then trust that God has it in his hands and you are not him. And when Christians hurt you, I am so, so sorry, but they are not him either. And so I'm gonna choose to believe um, that if there was a God, if, if Jesus himself, the son of God came down and he had healthy boundaries, because guys, he did. Sometimes he didn't answer questions. Sometimes he just left. When they asked him to do a sign sometimes, sometimes he just didn't do it. He had healthy boundaries, okay? If he has healthy boundaries, then I'm going to have healthy boundaries. And I'm going to believe that there's someone bigger than me and you who sees our heart and the words that, that have been spoken that maybe have um, teared us down a little bit. And I'm going to believe that he died for me and for you so that I don't have to be my own God and fix it all. And so tonight during small group, if you're like, you know, I, I want to know more of about this Jesus guy. And I, I really want to change the way that I, I talk. And maybe you're even like, yeah, I've said that I'm a Christian in my past, but I have said some really hurtful things and I need to turn away from all of that. And I need to run to God. I want to be the sheep that actually gets on the shoulders of Christ and runs home to him. You're going to have an opportunity during your small group at the end uh, where you just get to tell your leader about it, where you get to tell your leader about a decision. And I also want to say, if you make that decision and you have not yet done this, next week at the block party, we're going to have water baptisms outside. And a water baptism is a way for you to say, I am choosing to follow Jesus Christ and for him to be my savior. And I don't care who knows, I'm going to tell the world about it. And it's symbolizing that my old self is being put to death and I'm being brought to life. And I believe that I'm, I'm washed new because of the work of Jesus and how he died for me on the cross. I believe that my past doesn't bind me. I believe that I am not the hero of my own story. I'm going to put him on the pedestal and believe that he is greater than all things. He's greater than anyone here, including myself. So please do that tonight if, you, if you've made a decision. Uh, but we're all going to pray together. If you would just bow your heads, close your eyes. We're just going to pray and repeat after me. Say, hey, God, thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus, to die for me. I want to live for you. I want to use words that speak life. I'm sorry for when I haven't. Please forgive me. Give me the boldness and the courage to go after the one but help me to trust that you hold the result in your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys can all stand.
And again, I'm going to tell you, we're going to worship together. I'm going to say, if you make a decision tonight that you want to know more about Jesus or you want to recommit your life to him, please, please, please tell a leader. And we have resources that we will give you. Let's worship. If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights, and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.